0: it's time for the best 60 minutes of your life this is the homer hour broadcasting live from the gruber law office's one call that's all studio at the avenue in downtown milwaukee alongside espn's john anderson
1: here's emmy award winner
0: homer 60 minutes of your day. Super Bowl week. This doesn't mean diddly unless you're there and your team's playing in it. It is a historic Super Bowl because if the Kansas City Chiefs win, then the issue of the greatness of Mahomes will now become tops on the list. Just how great will he be? The number of Super Bowl he's already won at such a young age. If he loses, he's two and two. We'll give him a nice round of applause, but not much. And then you have that. Oh, we have seven two and a half. John Anderson. I got a chuckle out of him. Joining us now is John Anderson of ESPN, also seven two and a half because he high jumped seven two and a half in college. I'm amazed today as I was the first day when I found out. Uh, what made you chuckle, sir? You're you're going to get over that eventually. Uh, then the you just over the seven two and a half? Never? Yeah, you're going to get over never, that eventually. Never. The sun could go ice cold, <laughs> and I would still be more amazed.
2: Which which one will which one will amaze you longer? Seven two and a half. Or the first down pass by Jordan Love in the playoff game? Which one's going to stick with you longer? uh,
0: uh, uh, If if Jordan Love becomes a great quarterback, the greater he becomes, the harder it will be to accept that. So (laughs) if he wins an MVP, you're passed up. But that's (laughs) what it takes. It will take Jordan Love to win an MVP. And it's the Um... only... Like, do you have any question that you would like to ask anybody in sports? I mean, I'd kind of like to ask Michael oh. Jordan if he really had to, if they kicked him out of the NBA for a year or two for gambling or whatever. Right. I don't I don't believe that, but I think it's, but my, my number one question. Yeah. Jordan Love. Just what tell me. Tell me what you're thinking now. Oh. John, Brian Bulaga says the best he could come up with was he blacked out. <laughs> my answer is. Because I think he's such a smart quarterback, good quarterback, I think he far- forgot what down it was for that moment, which yeah. I like blacking out because I can come up with no other. Others say we'll know the pressure of the moment. He just made a first down on three plays with a pass, and they struggled on a run, and then he made a short pass, to was a musgrave. He, he clearly yeah. showed and did what every quarterback tells us. The first first down is so important in that situation. He just did it.
1: And now yeah. little rush of blood instant. to the head.
0: For what? Little rush of blood to the head. That right. happens. That you think that's so, your answer? Now, if you yeah. don't think oh Jordan Love is as good as I think he is, then you can easily say, hey, it just happens. You know, he's yeah. young quarterback. Moment got too much for him. I, I can't say that as easily because of what he had shown, not only the last eight weeks, but that game. So.
2: Well, what I was chuckling at is that you just said, you know, that he's just two and two, Mahomes, and yeah, like like getting to four Super Bowls is just like taking out the trash. Like, come on, man. That's four. That's amazing. How often do we discuss that perhaps, and even just a moment ago before I came on, that that we we're disappointed that Favre only went to two and Aaron Rodgers only went to one, mm-hmm. which is legit. But the guy's gone to four, and he's yeah. 28. Like, I'm all right with that, even if you're two and two. you know, Tom Brady I, lost three I, times. I didn't
0: mean to downplay it that much. But at three and one, he's, yeah, then he's, he's on path to bring on Tom Brady or... I don't know. The, his problem is going to yeah. be how long is Andy Reid going to stick around? Yeah, that'll be a curious hire
2: after what he's this is his 12th year. What they do after that, because he's now 60 something and you don't know how long he'll keep
0: with that. I, I can tell you. what. I, yeah. You know what my advice would be? As Long as you got my home. Let's go. I would never quit. Right? As long as he's right. playing like he's playing. Why would I quit? It's clearly easy. Yeah, he'd keep me in the game for a long yeah, time. We know Andy Reid. Know him from the Packers, but know him in Philly. Couldn't even get to the Super Bowl with Donovan McMahon. Then he got one year to the Super Bowl because they had Terrell Owens, and they lost. Now he gets now he gets Mahomes. Oh, baby. And I think we learned a little bit about the greatness of uh, of Bilicek because of Brady.
2: Well, I mean, there's your case study, right? Hey, Bill, maybe you don't want to try to go through Cam Newton washed up and try again with our boy Mac Jones, which is struggling and yeah, ride this horse. And then when he's going to go, suddenly you can come up with some, you know, more time with your family or you got finally the stress or whatever you want to come up with. But if I had that horse, I wouldn't get out of the saddle for a long time. That's for
0: sure. If I were him And, and, and I haven't done the study of all the offensive coordinators that worked for Belichick and the Patriots with Tom Brady and how much Brady made them? Just like all the offensive coordinators that Brett Favre made money, and that Aaron Rodgers made money. Somebody can do that study, but yeah,
2: and I think they got fooled in there, right? Because Brady, when he the year he tore his ACL, Matt Castle, even though they didn't go to yeah. the playoffs, he won like ten or eleven games, and then they stuck in Garoppolo, and he seemed to to be, you know, okay, he's fine. Like to the point that they were tempted. And, uh, you know, the scuttle always out here is that Tommy uh, got him sent to San Francisco because um, he, d- he didn't want him on the bench behind him anymore. So, uh, but, but but then that sort of run of success. Has, and he could go to the coordinators because the idea of what, what they put together since McDaniel left has just been um, awful. But uh, Mahomes at 28, if he's 3-1, and one, that, that puts him, what, that's with Troy Aikman? And then, and then Montana Bradshaw with four. Yep. And seven for Brady, correct?
0: I think you're, so, you're close. And,
2: enough and you see, but you see how it goes, right? It, it, you talk about, um, you don't know what happens afterwards if Andy Reid goes. Like, look at how the Cowboy thing just fell apart. Bang. Goodbye, Jimmy. And I was there through that in, in Tulsa at the time in Oklahoma, and they brought in Switzer, and that kind of worked because all those guys still had good residual coaching from Jimmy Johnson. That they just kind of carried through for a year or two, and uh, and then it went well. It's been 28, 30 years, whatever it's been since then. So, um, yeah, three, three and one, and suddenly you're just like, okay, we're talking top five or all the time because you watch him play, right? And he is a more gifted player, football player, than Tom Brady. He does like, things that like Tom Brady not. Yeah, couldn't even do. You know, so Tom's Tom's won a bunch. That's great, and he, he's really good. I don't want to doubt that greatness, but just in terms of. Of physical player, it's not even close what Mahomes can do.
0: And I, you would be able to go back better than I can. I don't remember anybody thinking he was going to be this good. I know what I thought about him when he came out. His dad was a pitcher, <laughs> you know.
2: That was yeah, it. I mean, I watched a lot of the Big 12 then because I think Missouri might still have been there. I don't know if we had scuttled off to the SEC quite yet, but um. You know, the only person that really knew it was apparently Andy Reid who decided he was going to trade up and get him, you know. Um, And and I guess the Bears, again, they were fully comfortable with uh, picking Mitch Trubisky. Good for them. Sure, they had a lot of scouts on there that are are, uh, trying to sell that as an organizational decision and not theirs as a yes or a no. Um, But you always wonder, you know, when it's a Tom Brady and he's a sixth-round pick, Or Mahomes, who even always a first-round pick, this kind of production, you're like, how did that happen? Or if he's that good, how did he end up at Texas Tech uh, of all places when they come through? But it's an odd mix of guys that have had that success. Uh, Because Bradshaw, I think, was the number one overall pick. Troy was for sure. I think they both were number one overall. Montana was, what, third round. Um, uh, Brady's a sixth-rounder. And this guy, although Mahomes a first-rounder, he is – he was not the first quarterback picked, yeah. and as you said, not a lot of forecast for greatness. That's why the position's so hard, right? That's why it's like, how do you predict who any of these guys are? They're all jockeying right now. Do I get Caleb Williams?
0: I don't know. We'll see. As you know, some of them can't play. Just can't play. It it does surprise me. I have a great deal of respect for people that do scouting, and and I know it's hard, but it does amaze me how badly they can do it on quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And now you would think, given that college football has gone pass-happy like the pros, you would think you have more experience in watching them throw passes. But...
2: I mean, they throw—they they play seven-on-seven seven all summer from the time they're right. 13 years
0: old. There, there's, there's clearly... <laughs> it's clearly an analysis or something is given too much importance well like uh, you know i don't
2: think you what too much and this is this is my dad talking all over he's passed away 10 years ago but this is him talking the difference between winning and losing is always coaching and i think mahomes has had the benefit of being with andy Reid. yeah I, I would
1: argue
0: with your dad some of these a other bit, things because I can't think of many cases where so like if you're poorly coached at the beginning, then you're just going to suck forever. I don't think there are that many cases of where you went somewhere. like Trubisky. Okay, you you the the the, uh, the 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 Bears blew it. Okay, they had no and then but he hadn't gone anywhere else and proved anything. How many guys looked horrible and you can blame the coaching and then they went somewhere else? Uh, I don't. I mean, the the one people bring up is Kurt Warner, and I go, I'm not sure that's true. I mean, he was successful in the arena league when he was there, and then, you know, he's a backup and the first time he gets in, he's crushing it, right?
2: I mean I think one of the biggest differentials, one of the real tells, uh, is not the three days at the combine when we see how tall they are and all that other stuff, is go look at the guys that are most successful and they played a bunch. Brock Purdy, he played what, forty, yeah. maybe fifty college games, something like Mahomes played tons and tons of football trubisky was a one-year kind of guy and that really hurts uh as you go through there all of them like now cj stroud what he, he played two full years uh i think at ohio state but there's a lot to be said for guys who have been in game condition i think that's why trey lance just went in the tank the guy had played like one game in two and a half years and maybe 12 total something really ridiculous um Aikman he's never played a ton of football before he came out he struggled with it early but he got it I think that's one of the bigger tells if you can find one of those guys uh and guys that really know they'll always say if you you find a guy that's played 25 or 30 games I'll take a shot on him because he at least knows what he's looking at he's been through a bunch of stuff uh he he can get him in and out of the huddle like (laughs) even that how many times you see that new guy comes in and they can't even do that he can take a snap uh and I think that's a huge indicator and uh, of, of success, and both the guys that we have in the Super Bowl now have taken a bunch, of bunch of snaps before they ever got to the league.
0: I, I, I will be really surprised if San Francisco wins. Uh, I, I don't. If you think they're going to win, how how are they going to win? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm
2: straight. I, I jotted down here. I am not willing to bet against Mahomes. And- right.
0: And then if you're going to give me two points on top of that, I'll take those two. I mean, we we know the problems that 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 Kansas City has had. They got no, uh, you know, the game depends on MVS. If, if MVS just makes <laughs> but made one, a couple but of biggies. Hey, I want I want to see I want to be there. I I, I only want to go to the game. So so if Kansas City wins, I want to be there right next to MVS. I want to be the one who interviews him when he says. Could you help me out, Homer? Could you get in touch with Aaron Rodgers and tell him that I'll be happy to help him out and tell him what it likes to have two rings?
1: Ah! Yeah.
0: There could be no happier person on the planet. But, you know. I just
2: want to know who's going to have the guts to handle the Super Bowl trophy. Because, you know, you never know if that thing goes down.
0: That's an excellent point. I wouldn't let him hold on to it. But. But, so you know, San Francisco, I mean, uh, Kansas City had trouble because they didn't have any vertical game. But they seem to have figured that out a little bit, and their defense has been good. This is exactly the opposite of the other three Kansas City teams. They were all great offensively, uh, not as good defensively. This one has been a reverse. But look who San Francisco should have lost the Packers, should have lost to the Lions. Kansas City should already have the Super Bowl, given their wins.
2: Which is the thing, then, that they, you go? Okay, that's exactly how it should happen. And then, you know, we'll be here next Monday talking about San Francisco that won by three touchdowns. No, it would but, be
0: to me. It'd be like just like you would, think of the when the uh, when the Giants beat the Patriots, who were unbeaten. Mm-hmm. I mean, with yeah. with who at quarterback and what?
2: I mean, but I think that the, whatever. Be says they can't say their skill position guys aren't what they used to be, but Pacheco's pretty good. Rice is good enough. But Mahomes can manage those things. Yeah. He can manage those because, A, he's so good. And, B, he can manage around that because, as you pointed out, they're actually a really stout defensive unit. They made 17-7 to 7 stand up or whatever it was, 17 first-half points against um, the Ravens. And it is, you know, for all the times when when you see the sideline little report or you see the coaches saying, we just got to make a play which is sort of kind of like a nebulous thing. And yet they managed to do that, right? The guy was going yeah. in, and they knocked the ball, like they, and then they
0: had an interception. Like twice, they managed to make a play. And even with and, Mahomes, I believe they, mm-hmm. San Francisco's terrible defensively against the run. I guarantee you, Kansas City will run the damn ball, even with Mahomes. He'll just hand it off. It's not like they're going to be, um, who was it, the Ravens? I, I think they got set up. You just we're going to make it look like they just have to pass the ball, and then so they pass the ball and they lost. But I, I mean, I think Mahomes would be happy to pull a Bob Greasy and complete eight passes and win the game. Run it the- seems like a guy who understands winning.
2: Not I- hung up. Doesn't need, doesn't need four hundred yards to win. Right. He can do it if he has to. Um, and I think if you watch, maybe he, I think he may have learned that a little bit at Tech. Go look at some of the scores at Tech. All they right. played that game against OU where they got beaten. It was like a 66-60 game. It was something ridiculous. Like He's thrown for a bunch of yards and lost a bunch of games and and has scored 40 points, and they lost a bunch of games at Texas Tech. It was the typical quintessential kind of Cliff Kingsbury and the like. They'd get there, and they looked great the first month and a half of the season, and then October came, late October and November, and they were just done. Yep. So he's thrown for a bunch of yards and lost a bunch of games. So I think he values that winning. And he's put up eye-popping stats, but I don't think he's in love with that in any way, shape, or form. I it, think he just really likes to win.
0: And I don't know how you can't like him. I can't think of anything he's ever done or ever said. He just, he carries himself so well about everything. Yeah, Me, yeah if he can just if he can yeah. just tone down all those people around him. Yeah, you well, know. that's. Bad news, which is bad. Right. His brother, he's, right? But he a, never, Rips you know never says anything. Oh. He just lets oh. it go, right?
2: People are more angry seeing his wife than they are Taylor yes. Swift when they show things to her. Yeah, he just goes and plays. So he's got a little Lenny the cool in him. Like, all I need now is a picture of him at halftime with a cigarette and a Fresca, like uh, Len Dawson. And then, then, then that's it. I'll go buy his jersey.
0: Well, or I don't know who did the interview, but they said they once... Had breakfast with like I don't know if it was Bob Greasy or Len Dawson like the morning of the Super Bowl, and he, the reporter said I knew it was over then. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was he was just, it was like he was having a breakfast in the middle of July. There was no it was, there was just a, a calmness and stuff that uh, they knew they were going and maybe that's when his team was really good. But um, I don't know what's what's the worst thing that H- Mahomes has ever said or ever done. I'll, I'll defer to you. I can't think of one, but maybe there.
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there, if you compile a list, it'd be like one of the world's most boring lists.
0: Right. And his, his dad just has now got accused of DWI like the week yeah. of the Super Bowl. And it's well, whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep.
2: He's There's... doing better. We're keeping on. Yeah. yeah. He just handles it right. And it's like anything, though, that people need to learn. Like tamp that stuff down. Like you don't have to buy into it. You don't have to give it, it oxygen. It is, but it's not like he
0: overworks to do it, where you can tell that people no. are doing this. He kind of says, "Yeah, I guess it's that's that's kind of yeah. what you would say." And all right,
2: <laughs> it's he, he's a little, he's got a little of the old Matt Lafleur when what is it uh, when the defense is bad. Well, I guess we could have just done a little bit more on offense to help him. But he's the first guy to say that you know, yes, uh, you know, maybe I didn't throw quite a tight enough spiral to MBS or some of these guys.
0: Like he right. swallows it all. And you, you, in some cases, know he's making it up, but he makes you believe <laughs> that he's not. And you know right, that he is. Like, yeah, right. you're like, all right, I'll play for him. Yep, any day. Any, and so to root against him, fine. You find some reason that you want. You're just tired of people that win too much. I'm just saying I I, uh, I marvel at how easy he seems to make everything good or bad. All right, to the Packers, Rob Demoski. Seven, two and a half, said I want him on. He's on, and he's next. 7 2.5 John Anderson on the homer hour, along with 68 himself, Rob Demosky. That's what he scored in a club championship round of golf. I'm trying to get him another 68 by going through whatever it is that Gary D'Amato bought to pay for like 200 bucks, and I think he actually did pay for it, but that's not really the point. The point is, John Anderson wanted Rob Demosky. He is on. Take it away, 7 2.5 want Rob Domofsky. It's not just me, Homer. It's your show. You said you want him on. He's uh, on. But okay.
2: that's because we have to give the people of Wisconsin what they want. That's, we got to meet the demands uh, of the audience.
0: Whatever here. your reason is, is if you so, like him because uh, he's a very, very nice person, which you've alluded to, I didn't I didn't need a reason why. It's your show. So, listen,
2: I didn't like Jeff Havley because uh, they beat Missouri in overtime a couple years ago, and I'm still trying to get over that uh but here's what and i like the outside the box thinking we're gonna go get this new guy here's what i'm wondering about rob and tell me if you got any sense on this is that when i a, i want a guy that wants to run to my job opening and i feel like listening to him and everybody around him between transfers no like he's running away from the job he had more than he's running to the one he's got um i don't know what 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 impression good you get question
1: from that? Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a really good point, John. Um, I do think the lure of the NFL stands above all that other stuff, right? I mean, um, the fact that, um, you know, he had been in the NFL before at multiple places, um, knows what this is all about tells you that, um, you know, he, he, he wants, I think he wants to be in the NFL more than he doesn't want to be in college. That's just my sense.
2: I Me mean, took a pay cut right like they're not paying him three
1: yeah I would assume they're not paying him four million dollars or whatever he was making there however um, you know some of the coordinators in the league now are making pretty close to that I mean they pay rich they're paying Rich Bisaccia uh, two million uh, to be special mm-hmm. teams coordinator and you know being defensive coordinator certainly is a, a more involved job so I would assume they're paying him more than they're paying Rich Bisaccia. so um, it, it's not like it's uh, it's not like it's nothing. Um, you know, I do think that there is something to the fact that, um, you know, it was hard at Boston College. It's not the easiest place to win. And, you know, may- maybe he felt like, you know, he got out before he was going to be in trouble there. Not saying he was going to get fired now, but, you know, if you go, you know, I don't even know how many games they play in college. If you go five and seven or whatever it is, then, yeah, maybe he would be in trouble after next year. Um, but but I still, I still think that when you're looking at what the Green Bay Packers did and what Matt LaFleur did, I like that it's a, a little bit of a non-traditional, unconventional type of hire. Um, I, I really do. I mean, I think it's, it shows that they're willing to try something. There's also a big risk to it. Um, you know, Homer and I talked last week um, when you weren't here about Igero, Ivero or I'm not saying that right, but, like, I think that guy would have been everybody's first choice, but Carolina wouldn't let him go. But, but if you're not mm-hmm. going to do that, then, you know, you're not going to get him. Then I like the fact that you're just not hiring – you know, the linebacker's coach or the DB's coach or, you know, mm-hmm. from another from another NFL team, and you're hiring a guy who's got some some diverse experience, including being a head coach. All because right, look, I'm,
0: I'm just going to interrupt. When when
1: you're, you're you're, done. Okay, go ahead, Omer. No, go no,
0: ahead. I just want to know, in the time that's evolved since his name came out, what have you learned? I mean, I know there's a, you know, you're trying to – do, you, do you, what do you feel you want to pass along to people about Jeff Halfley that you've
1: learned in all the work you've yeah. done since he was named? a couple things. One, from a personality standpoint, he's young-ish. I think he's forty-four years old. That's young to me um, in, in, in <laughs> coaching, um, and he's energetic, uh, which I think fits a little bit more with the rest of the staff. Um, you know, Matt Lafleur is a young, energetic, fiery head coach. Rich Pasaccia is an older, fiery uh, special teams coach. Joe Barry was a little bit more laid back. Um, you know, that's just that was his personality. So that's what I think. That's what he brings from a personality standpoint, from a scheme and an is and O standpoint. Look, I don't. It's going to be a little different because you know he's more of a four-man front type of thing. But how much nickel they play in the NFL? He's really just like every other NFL defensive coordinator, and then he's a four-two-five guy. Um, the difference is that I think we should, we could see some uh, early down stuff where they have three linebackers, inside linebackers on the field. And there were just a few times where we saw that uh, with Joe Barry late in the season where Isaiah McDuffie, Quay Walker, and Devondre Campbell were all on the field. It was only a handful of snaps here or there. But that's that's a little bit more of a, um, you know, you want to be aggressive and attacking, have three three inside linebackers on the field that can run downhill. Now, I don't think Devondre Campbell is going to be part of this team, uh, next year, given his salary and, and lack of production, but doesn't have to find somebody else. That wouldn't surprise me if they draft somebody in the second or third round. I don't think you draft an inside linebacker in the first round these days, but I do think that that we're going to see a little bit more downhill action from the front seven.
2: Is there any potential to move Walker outside?
1: I mean, he'll be outside as one of the three uh, guys, you know. Like, but he's not going to be yeah. he's not going to be an, an he's not going to be an edge rusher. Like, he's uh, not a run-stopper, though. No, he, and he's not going to be an edge rusher like, you know, Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary or Lucas yeah, Van Ness are. So, no, he's more of a stand-up off-the-ball outside linebacker.
2: Uh, it's a bit in the weeds, but I think it's uh, it's important because, uh, as I was just telling Homer, right, the difference of winning and losing to of his coaching. Uh, how's he putting together his staff? Because, you know, he's been out of the, yeah. out of the NFL proper for four years, so he's got to kind of find some people which I think might be – uh, a, yeah. a little harder task than if he was coming from Carolina yeah. or, you know, the the, the, yeah. the Seahawks DB coach.
1: Yeah, the, the framework of the staff is is pretty much now close to being done. I reported yesterday, John, that they're keeping Ryan Downard, who was the DB's coach, and um, Jason Rebervich, who was the uh, pass rush coach, out, basically outside linebacker's coach. Um, those are the only two major uh, position coaches that they're keeping. Uh, Jerry Montgomery is going to New England. Kirk Olavadotti and uh, Greg Williams, who mm-hmm. course, cornerbacks are not are not coming back. They have filled um, uh, they have filled the uh, the I believe it's going to be the D line coach uh, from Boston College, and I cannot pronounce his last name, but he's coming with Halfley. And then they hired the linebackers coach from Miami, who, um, if you'll remember, uh, if you watched any of the Miami Hard Doc stuff, uh, Anthony Camp I believe is how you say his name, very fiery. Very energetic guy, which is interesting because he was the linebacker's coach in Miami. He's going to come here, and Joe Barry is now going to be linebacker's coach in Miami. He got that job today. So little, almost a little bit of a swap.
0: So Joe
2: Barry has found work.
0: Yeah, yep, wait defenses, a minute. He's always been a good linebacker's
1: coach. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's what I he's done. You, Homer. And, I, and look, some people, some people are great position coaches and they're not great coordinators. Some people are great coordinators, and they're not great head coaches. That's just, that's just, yep. you know, that's that's life in the NFL. All right, I
0: have a theory. Uh, I think that what they really liked about Halfley, one of the things is he's a defensive back specialist. That seems to be his area. And that's yep. the most important part, because you got to get the best out of Jair Alexander.
1: How much well, am I wrong heard... or just overstating yeah. or what? If you, Homer, if you go back and listen to – what General Manager Brian Gutekunst told us last week in his sort of wrap-up press conference, what the one area of the defense that he mentioned, I believe he said, we've got to get that. I'm paraphrasing here, but we've got yep, to get secondary, that figured out. Back, the back. Yep, was the, was, yep, was the secondary. So I think you're, you're, I think Homer, you're spot on there. I don't think it's just coaching. I think it's personnel as well. They're probably going to need to draft the corner pretty high. Uh, Jair and Carrington Valentine are our starters, no question about it. However, as you know, you don't. You're gonna need corners. Corners get hurt. Um, you know, Keyshawn Nixon's a free agent. My suspicion is they'll resign him um, to be the nickel uh, again. Uh, but they're gonna need to draft a couple more corners. Uh, obviously, safety is up in the air. Anthony Johnson Jr. is really the only one uh, returning under contract. Jonathan Owens and Darnell Savage are free agents. So it's not just gonna be coaching. But I do agree with you, and I believe Brian Gutekunst agrees with you that the secondary is gonna be a huge focus for this defense this offseason.
2: Yeah, imagine if you're halfly right? You get to come in and you, you, you figure you're going to get a draft pick up there high, which is helpful. He likes that. Uh, I didn't realize until yeah. I looked at Is this right? They were 31st interceptions. They only had like seven picks in the regular season?
1: The Packers, yes, correct. correct. That's disastrous, and, right? That's just... yeah, and if, yeah, no, it's so good. And if you think about, John, when – and I'm not saying that Goody's going to do this, but when Don Tapers came here in 2009 and they were kind of undergoing a major scheme change – uh, what did he do? He drafted B.J. Raji and uh, trade back into the first round to get Clay Matthews. Not saying that Goody's going to be trading back into the first round or, or, or whatever, but it would not surprise me. Well, we know we draft defense anyway because they've all been defense in the first round except for uh, Jer- Jordan Love. But it would not surprise me if we see a heavy defensive uh, draft at the top. Remember, they got they have the five picks in the first three rounds.
2: They need to pick somebody like Justin Reed who can kick if they need him in a pinch too. I'm just saying. I, I'm almost. I'm almost. Ha, I'm, almost um, uh, I'm almost. over that as they go through um, with the sec- with the just, secondary. Just, just don't
1: draft. Just tra- don't draft any kickers anymore.
2: Well, you know, um, it's good to see they brought the guy in a week late. That's always impressive. Uh, what was the year? They, what was the year they drafted three guys at the top? Remember, was it was a Mike McKenzie. Yeah, and, it was the year
1: after uh, yeah, Randy Moss. Randy, Randy Moss. Yeah, I believe it was 90 was that 98 or 99? Um the year after Randy Moss came. I think it was 99. The Ray the Ray Rose Yeah.
2: There. Yeah, and then the yeah, then the one guy he wanted to fight outside a locker room uh they
1: came
0: Yeah, my Carroll and Joey Thomas. Yeah, but one of them was good. Right?
1: Mike McKenzie. Uh, McK- yeah. McKenzie and he was the, he was the third round. Right, but that was Ron Wolfe's theory. Correct. Yeah, yep, and it's not a bad one. And and remember they traded uh
0: for Green, was it? Was he, who, Vincent? Yeah,
1: for Amon Green. Yeah, Fred Vincent,
2: right? Yeah. Wow, what
1: a memory. Well, the, all right. Uh, the Ahmad
2: Carroll thing, real quick, uh, all I remember is they said he had great catch-up speed. And I'm like, well, ideally would not like my wide receivers behind, so he has to exhibit his great catch-up. <laughs> he was
0: horrible. Well, like, they're bad yeah, picks. He was – that's not overstating it, right? He And they knew he was horrible. Made, I don't know, from like the first made, week. They made
1: him uh, – they made him practice with boxing gloves on because he kept holding. Remember?
0: I don't. I don't remember <laughs> the specifics, but
1: I mean, yeah, no, that was true. Oh. Now there it's, are other the guys
0: way, that played couldn't believe other defensive backs that were like rookies or they couldn't believe how bad he was.
1: Yep, hmm. correct. All right, uh, last, just quick uh, on no, quick on the way running. out. I got to know
0: what
2: what is Stokes' status? Is he is he is he got a chance or is he yeah, just I mean, catastrophic
1: he's, he's put- to me? He's part He's part of the hamstring study program with Christian Watson that they're going to try to get yeah. stuff figured out. So, uh, you know, they need – that's another first-round pick, right, that they didn't have. So yeah. didn't really have him all year. And and he's still in their plans, but I don't think they can count on him at this point, which is why I said they're going to need to draft another corner. All right. Do you yeah. have any I always any think of it story? as the Clay
2: Matthews hamstring oh, problem. No, I always think of it as the Clay Matthews hamstring yeah. problem. Yeah.
1: yeah, no doubt. He had it, too. Make every every day. He
0: had it from the day he started to the day he ended his career, right? I mean
1: play man. I, me. I feel like it got better at the end, but oh, maybe okay. I'm not remembering. All right, Andy Reid, you
0: have an Andy Reid story. Did you know he was that good? Did you ever go out to eat with him? Was he a big eater even from the beginning? Uh that's kind I, of an
1: I, I was only yeah, I was only here I think one year for Andy Reid. I just believe it was my first year. And I and, and maybe two. I didn't know any better. I do remember this. Uh he was tight ends coach, right? Mike Sherman yep. then then replaced him. And I remember asking Pete Doherty, hey, do I need to get to know Mike Sherman? Is he ever going to be anything? And he goes, ah, no, don't waste your time with him. (laughs) And uh, Mike Sherman became the head coach, obviously.
0: Thanks for the time.
1: All right, guys, we'll be seeing you.
0: Rob Demosky. And uh, uh, sorry, I had to sneak in there a couple times, seven, two and a half. It's a violation of the general rules. All good. um, No, I'm uh, I'm curious about Halfley in terms of uh, everything he's done is defensive backs. Uh, when he's been in the NFL, and the one team he had, I think it was with Tampa Bay, and they had a ton of yep. interceptions, and they were the worst defense in the league in terms of yards given up or something. So I I can see how you'd want to – I can see how you'd go after somebody, not just him, anybody, because the passing game is so big in the NFL, and somebody who can, can give you a good group – they're five of the 11 guys now. Somebody's good at that. Wouldn't that be as helpful as anything in the defense? Pass yeah,
2: freshman. and and it's a group that you know they weren't they weren't awful, but you'd like to have them be some some sort of a playmaker, some sort of difference makers there. And seven first downs is just your interception, um, you know, or yeah, seven interceptions. Like it's it's just that's I don't want to say unacceptable is kind of a little a little strong for that, but it's just it's just that is just not enough to be a defense that could uh, that can change games, right? Then you want that's ideally what you'd like is. A defense that can help change games and not just sort of uh, um, uh, manage games. Right. right. Right now, they're the equivalent of a they're the equivalent of Brad Johnson at quarterback. We just have game uh, manager. Uh, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, who I love by the way. By the way, yeah,
0: I do too. Uh, and I don't know where I don't know how it went this year at UAB, but uh, I do want to say this: I'll bet anybody any amount of money they want the Packers will have more interceptions this year than last year. And you can drop your money off uh, with Kevin at Ted, 62nd and North. I'll match it. Seven, they will beat. I'm almost willing to go. To, they'll get to 10. I got to think about that. Third you figure somebody
2: would throw seven at you by accident.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, I, everybody remembers the one they didn't catch that hurt the most. Oh, Yeah. You're never going to forget that one. That, uh, gosh. They could have. They might have put a whooping on San Francisco, just like they did Dallas.
2: They would have been. Uh, he runs that in, and it's a whole different deal. Although we should say they played really well in the second half. Uh, New Orleans against. Or excuse me, San Francisco against the Lions. So they may yeah. have gotten in the locker room and come a different team. You never yeah, can quite they, tell, but it sure. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have. I would like to have seen it. Like yeah. this, would have liked to have been under those circumstances to find out.
0: Third quarter next. your field of study and get a world-class education in leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision maker in any environment at any scale. It's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead. At goarmy.com slash officer. Goarmy.com slash officer contact your local Marquette University Army R O T C program to get started. John Anderson of ESPN, known on this show as seven, two and a half because that's what he high jumped in college. And yes, it will be necessary for Jordan Love to become MVP for me to think of something <laughs> more amazing than seven, two and a half, because yes. If Jordan Love becomes MVP, it will make it even harder for me to believe well, that he threw the pass that he did on first down. Can I pose this question to you?
2: Sure. Did you call Wally Ellison seven five and three quarters?
0: I did not. Okay, I, have said, like he, I have said. I have said he was unbelievable. Yeah, he he's the greatest leaper I ever saw as a basketball player. They used to put him in the corner. He didn't play that much, and I'd say just give him the ball. And tell him to just dunk. Well, but what if people are between him and the basket? I don't care. I think he's <laughs> giving the ball and say, go dunk. I just wanted to see that every game. And he was jump over it. Yes, he could jump over. So I didn't know how high he was, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah seven, five. Now if you'd have told me he'd high jump to eight feet, I would have said anything would have he just couldn't play <laughs> basketball. They didn't they didn't use him much, but you know? ah, yeah. get in the corner and just fly, baby, fly. I wish we had some tape of him. Yes, I he maybe did it yeah. a couple times. Um, maybe yes. that's
2: why this is I see this as a very little thing. Like he was amazing and yeah, Pat Mattsdorf, who had a world record in Madison yes. and from Sheboygan, like uh, you know, come on. Uh, you, we, pick, we, you pick talk you
0: pick. about more things. No I mean, it's not gonna change it. You're they, they, <laughs> this isn't about you being impressed. This is about me being impressed. And everybody Whoa. who watches you on ESPN, and you're on all the time. Now, you must never sleep. Um, and they need to look at you, and the first thing I want them to say is seven, two and a half. Now, maybe, what Jesus. do you want them, hold on, because you have the right, since it's you, what would you want them to be the first thing they think of when they see you? So I, I literally, after 25 years, I've thought about this. people.
2: I just want them to remember I did the show. Okay, because a number of colleagues I've had that come in and and they'll look at your resume or they get a, get a new job and it says you know sports and rank. I'm like, like that guy did three. I don't even remember him being here. So if somebody just remembers someday that I did the show, I'm good with that, right? I know that sounds like a low bar, but no people one forget isn't. a lot of stuff a no. lot early. Well, no, because you, you know, know, know how
0: great you know how great that show is and how great the history so. is. I mean, you go. That's like you know what that yeah. is. That's like Saturday Night Live of sports. Right, I mean, there's yeah. if there's one show in all of sports, that would be it, right? Aside from a game. I mean, I've been lucky. Yeah, it's a good time, and it's yeah, it's
2: a it's a good spot, and that's it's. We like to joke, call it the shorter show of record. Uh, but I think you know, for a long time it was for everybody. It's changed a little bit now, but you know, in its heyday, it was the show of record. So uh, that's all I'm saying. Just someday, hopefully, people go, yeah, he's super yeah oh, that's right. I remember he actually did. He didn't just do one. <laughs> on you know on new year's eve because nobody was available like I, I did the show so if you remember that then i'd be happy about that
0: and can you put so, a list on all the different hours you did of the show i've done almost all of them except the early
2: morning was when they started the early morning sports when they came back on at seven and i'd i'd been doing the overnights and they brought me to the office they said hey we're starting now at, at, at originally was gonna be at six o'clock go six to nine and they said, we're wondering if, because we'd like to have somebody who's established that we know, would you be interested? And I literally told them if I had wanted to get up that early, I would have stayed in Wisconsin at a dairy farmer. So, no thank you. I knew you. Um, I,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll hang out at night. I knew you were soft. I wasn't sure of it, but now, <laughs> now I know it for sure. Seven and coach a half. To, soft. John Anderson, fourth quarter. Next. I had a coach tell me one time I mean, that if you can stay
2: I mean, convince him you get up early in the morning, you only have to do it once. After that, you can sleep till noon. Nice.
0: Next. And the fourth quarter is always short because I can't shut up. John Anderson, ESPN, oh seven two and a half. I want to look to next season. I already have made a decision on the only thing I want. You know what I want for the Packers in the NFL next season? I want Super Bowl against the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Am I? What's the? Am I greedy? Is is that an expectation too high for the Packers? Make a judgment when you've heard me say that's what I want.
2: I mean that you want you want not just the whole enchilada. You don't want just all that in a bag of chips. I, like you I, just want. I mean, this is that's nothing short of the rapture that you're calling but for right here. how
0: Great would that be? I think the Jets are going to be good. He'll make them better. But I don't know. Is that is that? I think the Packers are possible are capable of making. Super Bowl, but it's it's such a. How about just this? Which team has a better shot?
2: And that's the Packers, right?
0: <sighs> um. I mean, if I didn't read the article, but apparently things were a total mess with the the Jets. Um.
2: You're gonna go through the. You're gonna have to go through the
0: Chiefs again. You're that's a have great to go point. Through, yes, it's you're the AFC. Have to go yes. Through the yes, you're right. Given, given the AFC versus the NFC, and now you have the Chargers. They'll be better. Yes, because of the uh, competition in the conference, Packers have it easier, without a doubt. Yep.
2: But, I, I listen, I admire the thought. I'm not sure that I mean, how many people's heads would explode. Um, I might need to start doing hallucinogenics just to calm down if that was the case. Um, maybe a darkness retreat for me. I guess that would be... Um,
0: See, and I have no hate for Aaron that... Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't either. I, I don't can't defend the position sometimes. But right. but how great would that be? Oh, man.
2: and then and then we'll have Taylor Swift show up or somebody, whoever Mallory. I don't know. Will, will Mallory become that big of a, of a of a draw if she's there watching the games?
0: I, I was told by someone that there's still an item, so I I'm a little skeptical of that. But so be it. That's that's really <laughs> all the amazing. drama. That's that, that would yeah, be amazing. No, no, everything, and just tell everybody in the future you have no chance. Taylor Swift has trumped it forever. There will never be anything as big as her presence in this Super Bowl as a spouse or player's significant other, ever. I don't think this but, will ever be topped. Not unless Jay-Z field, plays starting quarterback for the team
2: of the Super Bowl. Now. But on the field, if if the Rodgers and, Rogers and the Jets get the Packers, that would be... That would be – that would just – that would be – I can't think of a bigger matchup that you could put out there right now that would cause more absolute uh, yeah. anarchy amongst the media, which is what you're looking for, isn't it? You no, just want to see I, what kind of I, chaos you
0: could get. I, well, no, I I just think it would be – I mean, I always wish you – you know, if the Packers make the Super Bowl, they play Northwestern. Because no one cares who you played and beat. It's just that you got the ring. But there would be something special about that. I wonder – is that – too high an expectation. What do you believe is a legitimate expectation for the Packers for next season? Uh, I would like to see the Packers.
2: I think these things are stages. I think I would like to see the Packers get themselves to uh, the conference championship. Yeah,
0: game. NFC championship. But yeah.
2: but then I got then you got to roll back. And I think you got to establish again uh, that you're the best team in the division. And so now they've got to wrestle with the Lions, who I don't think are backing up any. Uh, so solve that. And then ultimately, it would be a really big step forward if they can go, you know, even if they got to where they did this year with a better, better, bit better record, that could help. Uh, But the NFC Championship game would be a really nice um,
0: goal without being outlandish. And they don't really have to do that much more than they did this year. Just finish the deal, and you're there. Make a kick, one drop, a pass. Yeah.
2: By the way, I like shorter fourth quarters because then Doc can't give up uh, a 40 to 13. uh, run in the final twelve minutes, so it's good that we keep it oh, short.
0: Oh, that was a cheap shot. I, I'm curious to see how Doc does. Yep, His track yep. record is not great, but sometimes you wonder that those guys lose because they take teams further than they than they should go. And I, I want to see how he does. We'll we'll yeah, get. I, I think they're better off. I trust them. Yeah. All right. We'll find out more. At some point, we'll get to stuff other than the Packers, but I wouldn't bet on it next.